we will go through valleys. I was going down pretty fast. It's a scary moment. You need to take him straight to the emergency room. Scariest thing I've ever been through. Sobbing uncontrollably. I can't be there to hold his hand. I had a vision from the Lord. There were warring angels that had come. I asked the Lord, I said, am I going to die? We were all COVID positive. It hit him fast in his respiratory. You need to take him straight to the emergency room. Once I got through the ER, they took me up to ICU. It was very serious at that point. He wasn't getting better and his oxygen requirements were getting higher. Eventually it got to where I had a double pneumonia. I was going down. I was going down pretty pretty fast. In my flesh, there, I can't say that I wasn't worried because I was. And uh, though it was scary, I knew God was with us and I believed he was going to come through. I just remember going to school and then coming home and my mom telling me that she had to take dad to the hospital. His condition was serious. It was really just a scary moment. I believed with all my heart that God was going to heal him. If God chose not to, we would still serve him. It's hard for me because I tend to like internalize my emotions without even realizing it. And I just remember one day just like it all just kind of sunk in and I just started like sobbing uncontrollably. It was uh, probably the most scariest thing I've ever been through. I just would pray, Lord, I'd ask three things of you. Don't let him die. Keep him off the ventilator. Because so many people that went on the ventilator didn't come off. And I knew he didn't want the ventilator. And minister to him every day because I can't be there to hold his hand. One day, one of the doctors came in and said, Mr. Brood, if you don't get your oxygen level up, we're going to have to put you on a ventilator. I said, I don't want to go on the ventilator, and I don't want to die. And then once I did that, it was spoken, I'm not going to die, I'm going to live, and proclaim the gospel. First thing we did was get a prayer team together on a group chat. It just had grown and grown and grown. There were people praying all over the world for Billy, interceding for him, and believing that God was going to heal him. I went to school and there were several moments that really touched me when people like, they would just come up to me like out of the blue and say like, I'm praying for you and your dad. It really just like, even still just like made an impact. I just remember sitting in bed and I had a vision from the Lord showing me that there was a spirit of death that was on the floor and it had two other small death angels with it too and it was walking up down the hall. I just knew that I needed to pray against it and as soon as I did that, that those spirits left and then there were a huge warring angel that showed up in the same area. It was up to the top of the ceiling in the hallway, and it was coming down the hallway, and it also had two angels with it. They were speaking against that that spirit of death, and they were praying for different people as they were going 
up and down the halls. And the majesty of the of the angels and the power, you could feel it. And it was just uh, overwhelming in a way that you just, you just knew that, that there were warring angels that had come. I asked the Lord, I said, am I going to die? He says, no, you're not going to die. You're going to live and proclaim the gospel. And I said, okay. I thought it was incredible that he allowed him to see the spiritual warfare that was happening on that hospital floor and that it prompted him to intercede for everybody else on that floor. I started praying for the people in the different rooms, and then I started praying for the staff and the doctors that they all would have an encounter with the Lord. That's his desire. He knocks, right? You just have to open, you know? Within a day, I was out of ICU in a regular bed. And then at that point, it was just uh, getting back to where uh, my strength and my ability to walk, because it was, it was pretty devastating on the body and everything. Well, I remember we rode up and we waited, and he just finally came out. It's just, you thank God that he was there and with us. He was in the hospital three weeks. He literally had no muscle on his body at all. He was beautiful to me. You know, I was grateful. It was like a visual representation to me of the battle he fought in the hospital. It was just such a beautiful sight to see in the natural God's uh, grace and Billy's victory. I hadn't seen him for so long, and the emotions just came out. It was just to see my daughter, see my wife. You know, it was like, first of all, I was happy to be alive. Walking out, but to be with my family, that's the most best thing right there. I love them so much. I knew the whole time that he was going to make it. Like, God had given me, like, really a peace and a sense of, like, assurance about that. But it was really just a miracle. Like, that's what it was. And I was just so grateful. When Billy got home from the hospital during his recovery, I asked him, how did you feel knowing that you were on the edge of death, that you were so ill? You know, nobody was there with you. Like, were you afraid? You looked at me and said, no, I wasn't afraid because the Lord ministered to me every day. And I thought, thank you, Lord, for that wink. That was a God wink that he answered those prayers. He let him live. He didn't have to go to the ventilator. And God ministered to him every day. God was faithful to those three things that I had asked of him. The Lord showed me some other things to do after I got out of the hospital. He says, I'm going to give you a testimony to give to people. The power of your word is going to set people free. This little thing I made up, it's my tool to walk up to people and show it to them. Never give up, never give up. Jesus is in charge. I start going up to people and on the street that I see, and I go, hey man, I wanna give this to you. And they would say, man, brother, I really appreciate you giving that to me. I'm gonna keep it in my billfold. And it'll give me something to look at and read anytime I'm um, needing uh, help from the Lord. And I said, that's what you need to do. I just think it's so important to have a family where everyone builds each other up and there is that sense of encouragement and teaching, even discipline. I think it's all really important. Everybody, they thrive together. 
very loving and uh, want to interconnect with one another all the time and do things together. I think that's how God wants our families to be, close where we can pray together and talk together and just share Jesus with each other. Christ is the center of our home for sure. We pray every single day, every morning before school. Madeline will tell you, she'll put her armor on. We spend a lot of time talking about the Lord, discipling Madeline through experiences at school or with her friends or wherever. When I go through things, they're able to just talk to me from like a biblical perspective and help me to truly understand. When challenges do come, they've been able to like walk through it with me. My dad, he's such an amazing leader, and I couldn't ask for a better, stronger Christian role model in my life. Same with my mom. I couldn't ask for a more supportive mom in the way that she just blesses me every day and, and such an encouragement. I've been in the aviation business for about 40 years. It was a business that my father had started. We love working together. That was always another one of my heart's desires is that I wanted to work with my husband. Working with your spouse is like sandpaper that smooths out all your rough edges, right? <laughs> it's like and, a negative and a positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I handle all the financial side of the company. Madeline's a part of that too, you know, after school she'll come to the office and study. But I think that's partly why we're such a strong family is because we've spent so much time together. We do all the production. And the uh, sales. Sales and uh, oversee the engineering processes and such. You know, trash can needs to be emptied, I do that. Floor mopping. Yep. We spend a lot of time with Grandma. She is in a facility near our house. She now is a big part of our life balancing the needs and the activities between both of them. It's altered the way we spend our time, but in a very beautiful way. We always bring her home for Sunday lunch. She loves that. She's just happy being with us. Billy loves to cook. He's a fabulous cook. He'll always make her a special meal. We'll just sit around the kitchen table enjoy our meal together and talk and share and just love on her. Mom's a hoot. She'll come up with these one-liners. Even though that she can't remember what she did maybe five minutes ago, she knows who we are. She'll come up and he goes, I've got my eye on you. Don't make me get the peach switch. <laughs> <laughs> she's funny and she's a, a just a beautiful woman inside and out. We try to make quality moments and make memories with mom where we can and however we can. It really, it's very difficult, but it is such a blessing. We're grateful to have those memories with my mother. I love you. I love you too. Every step along the way was a building of our faith. To see God deliver over and over and over. And I think about Madeline, and she saw her father survive. God heal his heart for the heart attack. She saw 
God heal him through COVID. She's seen God's hand moving so much. You cannot convince her that God doesn't perform miracles because she's she's lived through them and seen them with her own eyes. I think that a lot of times as kids, we can take for granted all that our parents do for us and just having them around. I think you're never going to have a stronger support system other than God, than your parents. And my advice would be to really just embrace that and to spend time with your parents and just to soak up the knowledge and wisdom that they have because it's so much. And I can't tell you how much their wisdom has impacted me. I tell people all the time, and it's a great day. It's great to be alive. And it is. Mm -hmm. If you're still here, God gives life. He takes life. And if you're still here, you got a purpose. I'm a walking testimony for that. Life is a series of highs and lows, valleys and mountaintops. We will go through valleys. All of us will. But we don't have to stay in that valley. There's hope. There's Christ. As long as you're moving forward, however slow and painful it might be, you're moving in the right direction, and there's hope. Forty-year-old business, and uh, we're in the aviation uh, aircraft instruments and accessories. For for the most part, uh, we've been in manufacturing. We started making fuel cinders for aircraft now that go in the tank. We make stuff for the government for different various aircraft. But we're always looking for someone that wants to buy it. <laughs> God is love, and love comes from God. In 1 John, the Bible tells us that God is not only all-loving, but that He actually is love itself. The heart of the Parent Compass television show is to bring the transforming love of God to families everywhere. In every Parent Compass episode, true stories reveal family struggles and how their lives were radically changed by the love of God. Parent Compass, an award-winning television series, is completely funded by people like you. If you have been touched by God and you want to share God's love to others, would you please pass it on? Jesus tells us to go into all the world and to tell about Him. With your donation, you allow us to take this television show into many different nations and in many different languages, free of charge. And a portion of your donation goes to Parent Compass Outreach to feed starving children. Your gift does so much. To make your tax-deductible gift, go to parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. That's parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. And thank you for sending love and hope around the world.